Don't stop. Wake up on Metro FM. Yeah, we're about to get started. Never miss a beat. Yeah. Never miss a beat. What's news? What's news? In the air. Wake up on Metro FM. 6.43, whatever's on your mind, we'd love to know it. And we'll open up the lines on phone line traffic after 7. Naturally, whatever is on your agenda or on ours, you can speak about. We are like the freeway. Well, not during traffic. (laughs) (laughs) We're always flowing and we love it when you give us your input on an array of things. Mm. I mean, for instance, this morning on What's News, we're looking at um, the new code of good practice on the prevention and elimination of harassment in the workplace. This is uh, something that took effect in March, which basically deals with the issue of workplace bullying. And it makes it a duty for employers to deal with bullying in the organization. In fact, a recent labor court case put workplace bullying in the spotlight. And uh, we are joined by law expert in the world of labor law, Spusiso Dube, to just unpack um, just this example, for example, Mm. and how the code puts a duty on you as an employer to prevent bullying in the workplace. Spusiso, good morning and thank you for your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning to Kutso. Good morning to your listeners and everyone else in the studio. Thank you. Good morning. So for those who are um, not quite up to speed with it yet, how does the Code of Good Practice on the Prevention and Elimination of Harassment in the Workplace help employees when it comes to bullying in the workplace? Yeah, so what the Code has done um, is that it's identified bullying as a form of harassment. Um, and, you know, if, if harassment is based on any of the grounds that are listed in the Employment Equity Act, you know, so if that harassment arises from um, your race, mm. uh, your ethnic origin, mm. your gender, etc., then that harassment is seen as unfair discrimination. Mm. So the code has identified bullying as a form of harassment, um, and it's then also based. Mm-hmm. Now, Sibu Kutso here just wanted to, um, you know, get a bit of an understanding, you know, talking about this code uh, that's been implemented. Um, I'm really, really pleased at the fact that it's been implemented. But what happens if my manager is the actual bully? Yeah. Yeah. So generally what um, a workplace will have or what the code now requires every employer to have in the workplace is a code that deals with harassment. Mm. Um, So what that code that deals with harassment will do is it'll outline steps that you can take as an employer, I mean, as an employee, if you are experiencing bullying, right? Um, So in general practice, the first step is laying or lodging a grievance. And if that grievance is actually against your manager, Mm. then most grievance policies or harassment policies will then provide that you can lodge that grievance to your manager's manager. You know, if you're still feeling a bit uncomfortable, Mm. um, there's always HR. You know, you can lodge your grievance with HR. You can lodge your your complaints to HR. And if you are a member of a union, then you can get your union involved and they can assist you. Uh Yeah. I mean, so just give us uh, an example here or a case in point Mm. of how this code was applied just with a recent case, for example. Yeah, so, so the code was not in effect um, when this case was decided, you know, the, the Center for Autism versus CCMA. Mm. Um, the code wasn't in effect at the time, but the Employment Equity Act, which really where the code comes from. Um, and in this case, you know, you, we had a situation where two employees had experienced bullying mm. from their manager 
Um, you know, they were insulted. Um, they were, you know, made to really feel worthless in the workplace. Mm. Uh, one of the employees was actually a homosexual man, you know, and what this manager would do whenever they'd be in meetings, you know, she would have comments like, that's exactly what I expect from a queen. You know, wow. that's the type of behavior one would expect from a queen. Wow. Um, so, so, so it got to a point where, you know, these the people would go out on work trips and the manager would confiscate their hotel room keys. Um, hmm. So, so it, got, it got to a point where right. they felt that they couldn't continue anymore. Mm. They resigned. They referred a constructive dismissal case to the CCMA. Mm. They won at the CCMA. Then the company then referred the matter on review to the labor court. Mm. Um, and the labor court basically agreed with the CCMA. I you see. know, that they've been facing narcissistic behavior, yeah. which sure. rendered the employment relationship intolerable. Absolutely. And it's important to give examples because these are scenarios or a slice of life of the kind of things that happen and the kind of avenues that one can take to address it in the workplace. So thank you so much for your time, and uh, it's always important to keep ourselves afloat with these matters. So Dube is a labor law expert, and um, yeah, uh, look it up a bit more if you want more details on that, the Code of Good Practice on the Prevention and Elimination of Harassment in the Workplace. I think we can all play a part when you're in that space. And uh, while we're at it, we're also talking about um, the type of managers or management style you prefer. And the kind of manager you would prefer to work with or under, depending on how you view that kind of relationship. So, yeah, we got lots of voice notes coming in. We'll play those in just a moment and see what dream worlds people are living in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Who's been dreaming this morning? <laughs> We're speaking to the kids in just a moment. Here's future Drake and Thames with Wait For You. Wake up on Metro FM. Good morning. Mo, Mo, Flavor, and Kuchotoeri.